Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Love having this guy on. He's a friend of mine. He is a former copper regime with the Colombo crime family. It's Michael Francis. Michael, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. Just got in late last night from New York, but uh, ready to go. You know, uh, every time I turn the TV on, there you are. Uh, you're getting it done, and your message is so amazing. And I want to make sure we get it out to everybody who's watching. But I've got to ask you right up front. We're both from New York. We love this city. What was your What was your take? When you walked around, did it feel different? Did it feel like a different place? You know, we stay up near Central Park. Um, you know, I always stay over there. I like that section. Honestly, it felt the same for me there. You know, a couple of times that I've been downtown, I went uh, closer to Soho and everything. Things kind of changed there in Midtown. But uptown, it felt pretty good, honestly. You know, I haven't been in a while. And when I talk to our mutual friend, Curtis Lewa, can we call Curtis a friend of yours now? Yes, right? Absolutely, yes. So when I talk to him, it's always Joe don't come. You got to wear a full body prophylactic to come to the city, he says. And he says that uh, what this guy Eric Adams is doing is a mess. Did you run into any of the illegal immigration problems that they're having up there? Or were you far away from that? Yeah, I was pretty far away from that. But, you know, everybody that I know that lives there, and obviously I know a lot of people, they tell me the same. They say, Michael, don't come. It's a mess. You can't travel around here. I can tell you this. The traffic is absolutely horrendous. Um, but I didn't notice anything where I was, and, and I didn't move around too much. Uh, you know, I stayed in pretty much the same area because that's where my meetings were. Yeah. But the, everybody tells me the same. Mike, don't come. It's terrible. They're all complaining. MichaelFranzese.com is the website. Make sure you go there and sign up for everything that he does. We get his wine, get his pizza, the guys and everything, and it's all wonderful. Plus, his message is amazing, and I think more needed today than I think we've seen in recent history in this country. Um, I, I want to ask you about um, uh, about the crime family that's in the White House right now. We'll do that in a little while. But did you and Chaz Palminteri know each other from back in the day, or did you meet up later? You know, we had met once. We didn't really know each other. Um, but I don't know how it happened that either he reached out to me or – my team reached out to him to just to come on to YouTube, and we became very, very good friends since then. I was a couple of years back, and uh, I was with him all day yesterday. I mean, I love the guy. I love his wife. I mean, and we're doing a lot of things together. He's just great. Very talented. He's got something happening I can't talk about, but it's going to be very exciting in the next couple of months. You know, well, hopefully, hopefully you'll come back on and talk about it. What is it called? The Wise and the Wise Guy? Yes, Wise and the Wise Guys, our platform. We we recorded a few yesterday that were uh, pretty unique from what we've been uh, doing. You know, it's a little bit outside the box, but I think people only they're, they're enjoying it now. So yeah, yeah, we have good chemistry, like you and I, Joe. No, absolutely. Now, is it on YouTube or is it on your website? How do we go? How do we go and see this? I've seen them. It is on YouTube, right? It's on YouTube. It's called the Wise and the Wise Guy, and uh, we only started about three months, but uh, it's getting a lot of traction. And, we, you know, we look at the comments because we want to see what people are saying about it. Yeah. And they've just been outstanding. You know, people are really enjoying it. And that's why we're doing it. On your direct YouTube, Michael Franzese, and it's F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. Uh, some say Francese, some say Franzese. Uh, people call me pa pa Pagler Rigatoni sometimes. So <laughs> as long as you get to the right page, you're good. He's well over a million uh, um, um, subscribers on there. And you were concerned a little bit. You and I talked off the air, maybe on the air, a little bit about it because you were delving a little bit more into politics, a little bit more into right versus wrong. Any pushback on that or not? 
you know, some people, the real mob, you know, they're into the mob genre and hear one, they want to hear mob stories from me all the time. But, you know, you know, Joe, I, I always say this, you know, to those who have been given much, much is expected in return. I've been very fortunate and I see a lot of things going haywire in this country. And it's hard if you have a platform not to speak up about it. And, you know, what I tell people is forget politics. It's not politics. When we're when we're talking about people dying in the streets from drugs, yeah. we're talking about the migration, the illegal migration, immigration problem at the border. When we're talking about all of these things that are going on, this is not politics. These are issues that are affecting our lives. And we have to speak up about it because, you know, Joe, some people just don't have the time to be as aware of things that, that are going on as we do. Yep. You know, they got to live their lives. They got to put right. food on the table. But I want to make them aware of when people are not acting in our best interests as a country, people need to know about it because the only the only power we have is at the voting booths. That's it. If we have that power, many say we don't even have that because some with the mail-in balloting and everything, there are a lot of questions about the last election, a lot of questions about the election before it. But you're right. If we have any power at all, it's to select the people that we send there and the people that we're sending there aren't getting the job done right. So, so um, a couple of people pushed back, but you told me just telling mob stories, you were going to run out of them eventually, and you did want to go right versus wrong because you're now a pastor. Uh, I, I get the one guy, Michael, when I have you on, and the last guy was Boston. And he said, how dare you have that guy? And he's a killer. He's a bad guy. He's a mob guy. He's a this. He's a, why would you possibly shine a light? I'm shining the light because the lessons that you've learned are so unique. And the fact that you made a 180 and came out on the other end, a better person who is now enriching people like me just by having you as a friend, enriching people who go and watch your stuff when, the, when you're speaking as a pastor. Um, what do you say when somebody says to you, you're a bad guy. You're always a bad guy. You're always going to be a bad guy. Well, you know, I look at it this way. When you open yourself up, you open yourself up for criticism. It comes with the territory. But, you know, I say this, Joe, I left that life 30 years ago and uh, I've spoken all over the world. I'm all over the, the Internet. Uh, it's been 20. It's been almost 30 years. So if I am a fraud and a phony and all these things they say, I don't know if I can cover that up for 30 years. Uh, I've been in touch, with, uh, you know, with millions of people. I, I tell you, the most satisfying thing that I get in my lifetime now are the comments, the emails, the texts that I get from people. You've had a powerful influence on my life, Michael. As a result of your life and your transformation, I can forgive myself. Um, you know, you've had such a powerful impact on me. And it's because I, I just tell them my story. Look, Joe, I don't cop out for things I did in the past. Right. People assume that I did things that I didn't even do. Right. I'm not here to defend that. I'm not here for any of that. I'm just here to, to live my life and try to do the best I can with people. And I think it's shown over the past 30 years. You're always going to have your naysayers, you know that. And, uh, you know, you just hey, you pray for them and you say, OK, I get it. And you move on. That's it. You know, it's interesting. I love that you said it that way. It's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. You had to sit down with the son of Sam recently in New York. We want to talk about that in earnest in a second. But but I want to I want to go a little bit further on what you just said. You can't act that well. I mean, I don't think Robert De Niro could act that well for 30 years. Eventually, there would have been some sort of a, a crack in what it was that you were doing if this were a facade. This is the real deal. And the reason why I knew it was the real deal from day one, Michael, is that you admitted to it. I was a bad guy. We did bad things. These groups should not have existed. You know, although you kept neighborhoods safe, although you kept civilians out of it, what you guys were doing wasn't a good thing. And and if you didn't admit that, then maybe I see where there's a question. But you did. Is that the first step for anybody who's made a misstep in life, do you think, that you first own it and then you can move on from it? 100%, Joe. It's all about taking responsibility, not trying to make excuses. You know, um, and we'll get into the, uh, the David Berkowitz thing, but one thing I can say, 
you can't make excuses when you've done something wrong. It's not about your childhood, your past or anything else. When you've committed a crime or you've had bad behavior, you got to own it. Now, no excuses, but you can sometimes give an explanation. Hey, yeah. listen, I accept it. I, res I accept responsibility. I'll even take the consequences, which I did, you know, 10 year prison term and all of that. And a lot of struggles as a result. But it's not an excuse, you know, um, but you can explain, you know, what caused you maybe to do certain things, why you chose a certain way. And again, that doesn't excuse you from the consequences or accepting responsibility. And, you know, I've done that. You know, there's no sense to look. I was a mob guy. I was a street guy. I'll tell you this, Joe. Somebody wrote a script about me. Right. You know, yeah. they wanted to make a movie at it. They wrote a script and I looked at it and he said, Michael, what do you think? I said, listen. You know, I've made a transformation in my life, but according to this script, who cares? You made me a good mob guy. Right. You know, right. <laughs> you, know you gotta tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yes, I you know, I defrauded the government. Yes, I did things that weren't right. Yes, yes, yes. In order to show people that you can make a change, you gotta show what you changed from. And and I you know, I think that's why people are impacted by it, Joe. Everybody has a struggle in their life. Yeah. You know, and you can you can't imagine how a mob guy uh, can relate or they can relate to a mob guy. But we, we have we have things going on in our life that are similar to people that are even in a different walk of life and, and they get encouraged by it. And look, I never planned this, Joe. It right. just happened, you know, and uh, I'm very thankful for it. I can tell you that if you would have told you 30 years ago, this would be your life today. Would you believe it? Not not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have said you're crazy, Joe. You have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, held the city of New York hostage for, for a time, killing people randomly, it seemed. He's still behind bars. He's in prison. I've never seen the guy spoken to behind bars. You sat down with him. What started that? Why did you want to talk to him, and what did you get out of it? Well, a dear friend of mine who's also a, a psychologist uh, spent 100 hours with him, uh, 34 sessions, actually wrote a book about it that will be introduced, I think, later this month, okay. uh, Mirror Monster, it's called. And during those conversations, David, who is now a person of faith, a Christian, happened to mention my name and told him he read my book while I was in prison. It was oh, in wow. the library. So when he knew that uh, that Mike knew me, he said, I'd love to meet with Michael and talk to him. And that started the process of me trying to get into the prison in New York. And fortunately, I was able to get in with a uh, with a camera crew and we were able to have a two hour conversation with him this past Monday. That was uh it was both, um, you know, it was it was, it, it was sad. I have to tell you that. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was kind of rewarding for me, and I can explain why um, if, if you'd like me to. Please. Yeah. Number one, when he came in, he said, "Michael, exact thing." He said, "I make no excuses for what I did." He said, "I did it." He said, "I never expect to get out of prison." As a matter of fact, he was going uh, to parole that every two years they have to take him to the parole board. He stopped going to parole because he said, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail. That's what I deserve. Right. The parole board got mad. They looked at it as him snubbing his nose in their face. Right. So the prison said, you should go to the parole board, at least go and sit there and take your medicine like a man, which he started to do. He said, but I have no expectation of getting out and I probably shouldn't get out. He said, Michael, I take full responsibility. I'm extremely sorry and remorseful for what I did. He said, I just like to explain because I asked him, I said, you know, what is it in your background? What was it that caused you to do such heinous crimes? Which we all admit, we're not covering for him. We're not saying, yeah. hey, you know, poor guy. He's not looking for sympathy. These were heinous crimes. He admits it. But I wanted to know why. What's in the mind of this? And he really had mental health issues. No question about it, Joe. Well, when are we going to see this? 
Um, well, we got it all on tape. We're going to be editing it now. And uh, towards the end of the month, we'll have it out there because I'm adding. Right. You know what I did is, Joe, I let him talk because we only had an hour and a half. I wanted to get as much out of him as I possibly can. But then what I'm going to do is I'm going to, in certain areas, stop it and give my own take and perspective on what it is he was saying. So we're going to try to really make it so that the public can see it. But, you know, the main issue here is mental health issues. And that's what I'm not looking at this as, you know, he committed a crime and sensational and all of that. We're going to talk about what led him to that and why mental health issues are such an issue in our country right now. And we're ignoring mental health issues. That's for sure. I can't wait to see it. I'm not going to ask you any more about it because we'll wait to see it. I don't want you to give anything away other than this one question. I remember when they finally found him. I remember seeing the picture. I remember seeing them walk him in handcuffs as they took him away. And there was nothing behind this guy's eyes. Michael, is there something there now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can see it, Joe. Do, do you agree, though, when you saw those pictures back in the day, you're like, this guy's evil? Absolutely. And you know what? At that time, he was involved with a group of Satanists. Oh, wow. Did yeah. not know that. And I think that hasn't come out yet, but it will. And I, I want to say one thing. The, the mother of one of his victims, a woman, uh, her last name was Moskowitz, okay. uh, actually forgave him and was in conversation with him. And I said, come on. You know what? And he showed me all of her letters. Mm. I read some of the letters that this woman wrote to him. And it wasn't so much what she said to him, what he said to her. It was that she said, I believe sincerely that you are remorseful for these crimes. And it was a stack of letters that she wrote to him. And they were like, you wouldn't believe that this was the mother of one of his victims. Wow. I mean, that's a level of forgiveness I can't even comprehend, but good for her. And I'm glad that he sat down and talked to you. I want to see how different the guy is. And I know how well you do. I can't wait to see it. It's Michael Frayne. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Sign up for everything he does. Get his book, A Mafia Democracy. Do that. You're also going to be working with Mike Tyson soon. Can we let the the, the kid out of the bag yet or not? Yeah, actually, on the uh, 25th of um, uh, January, it's myself, Mike Tyson, and Chaz Palminteri oh, wow. stage. The uh, title is Remade Men, and we're going to be telling you know Mike has had a uh, you know a tremendous turnaround in his life. I could right. say, but what that young man went through, and you know. The whole thing is, 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 Joe, to try to show the importance of mentorship in this life, whether it be a father, an uncle, somebody that's a stranger at one time becomes your mentor. Because Mike will tell you straight out, if it wasn't for Customato, he'd have been j- dead or in jail. You know, he wouldn't even made it past his teens. But it was a mentor that basically saved his life. And we, we're starting a program now. We want, really want to reach out to young people and people in need. And this is kind of the kickoff and the start of it. And it Chaz, of course, you know, he's just a, he's a good guy. He's the perfect guy to moderate this, okay. uh, you know, from being a guy in New York and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, we're excited about it. But when you talk to Mike, who had a troubled childhood, and then, as you said, Customato took him under his wing and made him th- the best fighter possibly ever to live. Um, when you talk to him, do you talk about the mobs of young people that are going into, into the streets of New York and Chicago and L.A., Philadelphia recently, and just stealing everything, mob violence, mob theft? Uh, beating people up for no reason. Some guy beat a guy over the head with a hammer just because he could. Uh, it, you guys ever talk about that and what can be done? I, I think the program that you're talking about is going to be very helpful for young people that have no vision and have no future. Maybe it'll stop this and cut it down a bit. But do you have that conversation? Absolutely, because that was Mike. He said, that was me. He said, and again, if it wasn't for Custom Auto, my mentor, he said, I'd, I'd be in the same spot right now. It would, he would have never been heavyweight champion. He would never been able to use his skills and, and the gifts that he's been given. Uh, and he has a real heart for that, as do I. You know, I got to tell you this, Joe. I wrote out to Black Lives Matters. I said, listen, 
We have, I have a lot of friends in Chicago. We have a tremendous situation on the streets there with gangs. I said, I'm willing to go in with you. Let's go in there and try to solve the problem because I relate to these guys and they relate to me. You know, they look at the mafia as the biggest gang in the world. So I got, I got a good level of respect and I've been doing that for 25 years. Of course, I got no response and, you know, you know, no willingness to do that. But I think with Mike, um, you know, we're going to start to make a difference. We have a foundation that we're going to build that we're going to try to use it to benefit. And, you know, understand this, Joe, it's not only the young kids, these young kids that grow up without a mentor, they get into their late 20s and 30s and 40s and they're still floundering. They yeah. still don't know what's going on in their life. So it's not only kids that we're looking to help, it's we're looking to help anybody uh, that needs guidance. And we have a good team of people behind us uh, that are going to jump in on this. So we're excited about it. It, it sounds amazing, and we hope to have all three of you on in January sometime, and we'll work on making that happen. Um, just a couple of quick last questions with Michael Franzis. Go to michaelfranzis.com and consume anything he does. It's amazing. Um, one, the mob would never have let this violence go on, right? You guys would have shut this down, no? Absolutely not, Joe. You wouldn't have this in our neighborhoods. We, we protected our communities. We protected our neighborhoods. You know, you see pictures of John Gotti, and you wonder why people loved him. Aside from everything else he might have been doing, I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah. But his neighborhood, yeah, he took care of the people. There was no crime. They loved him. You know, he went all out for them. And so did me and my father and every other mob guy I know. Our neighborhoods were safe. We wouldn't stand for any of this nonsense. It wouldn't happen there. And it's a shame. It's a shame that our administration is allowing this to go on in our cities, Joe. It's, you know, it's, it's sickening to me. It is. You can't even walk down the streets of San Francisco anymore. Beautiful city like that. L.A., you want toothpaste in certain places, you got to go. It's behind the glass with a lock and key it's because sick. they're stealing it off the shelves. It's unbelievable what we're allowing to go on here. It's, it's, I never thought I would ever see this in, in my entire life. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's Michael Franzese. Go to michaelfranzese.com. Man, we're frankly out of time. you got to come back more often because everything that you're working on is so pertinent and important in this day and age. Uh, would you do that again, Mike, uh, very soon? Joe, anytime you want me, Joe, I'm a phone call away. You know that, man. I love you. You're amazing. I love you back, brother. Thank you for coming on. We're back after this. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Great to have Michael Franzese on. Go check him out, michaelfranzese.com. Check out his YouTube page. Over a million subscribers. He's got wine. He's got pizza. got everything going on. And uh, we will have him on again soon, next time probably with Mike Tyson and Chaz Paul and Terry. Joe Pag Show, another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Homer.